When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. The Wisconsin Badgers had a phenomenal win yesterday, 79-74 in overtime over Penn State. With me today to recap it and talk some extra football as well is the one and only Mike Heller of The Mike Heller Show. Mike, how are you doing today? Good, Rohan. How are you? I'm good, and uh, I appreciate you coming along. Uh, appreciate your time, of course, and uh, joining me this morning. Yeah, happy to do it, and better today hey, than done it a couple of days ago after a little bit different feeling waking up this morning and talking a little bit about your basketball. Exactly, man, because we get to we get to talk after a win. Feels like it's been a little bit of a, a tough ride recently for the Badgers. You know, it's been up and down. When they've gotten a win, they've been hit back down, and now they they come back on the on the on the come up. Let's say that. So we'll start there. Badgers win yesterday. When you were going through the game, kind of what was your feeling with the Badgers having the early lead and then Penn State shooting lights out before the win? I just thought Wisconsin was. I thought they were more aggressive in the post with Tyler Stephen Crowell. I thought they were more aggressive movement it, at times stagnant last night I never saw them get um, there were lots of very, very I thought the movement last night was fantastic but I also think it begins what they were doing on the block with Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall and the only issue there was uh, when the stripes began to insert in the game put Wisconsin a little, little foul trouble that was the biggest obstacle to overcome last. You know, this this would go back back to a football month. That was a grit factory. That was a gutsy win. Uh, outwork them, out top them, out. And, you know, it goes back to uh, the factory hats that football had. I was what last night was, and offensively, simply better. I thought because they worked harder. I have to agree. I mean, when you talk about it, that's how Wisconsin is. That offense predicated through the post touches and then in the ball movement through the post. And it worked again last night. And the biggest part was you have players like Tyler uh, Tyler 
wall, uh, getting back into back into it. I mean, Chucky Hepburn had a pretty good night from distance as well. But really, the one missing piece over the last few weeks, the reason the Badgers had failed to eclipse 60 points uh, uh, numeral times, and uh, really the reason that their offense was stagnant because – Wall was still coming back. He was struggling a bit since the injury. And yesterday was the first day he shot over 50% from the field since his injury. 16 points, 8 assists, 6 rebounds. Really, when Wall's at his best is when he's utilizing all of his talents. The passing ability that he has, including, uh, obviously, the shots in the paint and being a solid defender. So it was a good game from him, and that's a key reason for the win. Yeah, some of the post-to-post passing was great. Klezmet is... Uh... Also included in interior passing was led to led to some open looks run rather than all of the contested back downs. I, I you know, last night a season game, right? He shoots lights out. It begins and ends with with what Stephen and Tyler Wall do down on the post, and they were just better than what they saw. And and we haven't seen that in. A a while it was a, it was Wisconsin wins last night and they now loves a fighting chance I, I don't know that last night was going to be eliminated from it but if Wisconsin would have lost last night dog that uphill climb that faced them forward was going to be really difficult at least they put themselves now in a position that they can find success in Lincoln on Saturday and then come back home and they're for you know this year of the two that remain uh, down the schedule run with Michigan. themselves in a position to make a viable case. I think they moved up in the net rankings from 77. Sixth quad one win on the net, six and six. You got to go all the way, you got way up the net rankings to find another team. Six or more quad one win. Resume's not bad. Now you just have to have to get to five hundred in the league and then find a ten tournament. But that's what I see. Yeah, and I mean when you talk about that resume and how important that win was for the Badgers, you're right in that they were slipping after the loss to Northwestern, a, a game in which they were favored in by a point and a half. After an impressive win over Ohio State, slipping against Northwestern, dropped them in several analyst rankings out of uh, the bubble, really. They were on the way out, and slipping and slipping doesn't help you, especially when you have um, you know, a couple of games ahead in which the, the two major ones are uh, against number 24, Rutgers, and against number one, Purdue. Those are the two big games that, when you talk about it, can really impact their standings and obviously at this point you don't necessarily expect Wisconsin to pull out one if not both of them and so to me I I think that that win was really important in that it not only helps you push but also when you look at the kind of the 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 next few games after they travel to Lincoln Nebraska and what should be a fairly winnable game for the Badgers given that the Cornhuskers are four and ten in conference play and eleven and fourteen on the year, they get a nice three game home stretch where they could really solidify themselves in this four game stretch to potentially make the late game push. Yeah, I, the only thing I, I, I think about might be a little bit different is Saturday's I know Nebraska's a little bit shorthanded. They've been through some things. But Wisconsin is anybody out 
ever, it seems, yeah. right? I mean, that's they're, true. This year, they're true. not going to run away from any. So if you just fast forward to the final, last night's game could have gone either way. I think Lincoln is going to probably, if, if if the ends that Wisconsin is going to be in a, a low, you know, five to seven point eight with five minutes left. And then who's this night that their keys, you know, catches a little bit, but he's like a quarterback in football. He's going to get credit and blame when he has hands late in the game. In last night, he made it and then missed the game uh, three when they're tied that goes to overtime. Doesn't make the earlier three. They're not in that position. If he charge at the other end, they're not in that position. So Chucky making good decisions in the final three game, being able to isolate on the block. So that, that Max Klesmet drive um, in right. overtime. That was a huge one. Fantastic. And Klesmet is a single digits yet in that moment. His defense and then he had a couple of passes on the low post line. Fantastic. They did a lot of a good thing uh, and won a tough game in that. Yeah, no, I, I do agree in that the, I mean, the events going into that game were definitely interesting. When you talk about that three-pointer from Klez, I mean, uh, from Hepburn, and then obviously the decision after to shoot another three-pointer, and then you go into overtime after the 1-D3 and how it eventually goes away. It's a strong, uh, it's a strong win for the Badgers in tough circumstances. Yeah, and you, I mean, you give that that kind of how they finished last night. I do know that it would have been officially in a game, but if Wisconsin loses that night and they're looking at the, where they are in the standing morning, that's that's a really steep hill to climb to, to want to be. Now they put themselves in position. I think Saturday is kind of a toss up. But if Wisconsin plays last night, they'll win. Okay. Right. Uh, they're going to be home with, with Michigan on Tuesday night to find a way through that that one as well. Uh, then you, you talk about the, the other ones against other teams in the league. They still have a Purdue game. Still have a, they, they play on the road at Michigan. Uh, the is to finish the season against Minnesota. At my, my view, they got to get to 500, and then you've got to win a game at the Big Ten tournament. Things happen. And I think they'll be playing in March, you know, on Tuesday or Wednesday. But listen, all, you, all you're doing at this point is you want to get an invitation to go and then see what happens. But really, they're playing football right now. This is tournament basketball. Yeah, and I mean, Greg Gard said it uh, when talking about the bubble yesterday. It was some intriguing comments that he had. He essentially said, this bubble talk really gets you caught up. There's no need to talk about the bubble. It's really, how do you play in November? How do you play in December? How do you play in January and February? And then only you can start talking about the bubble. It's not actually talking or looking specifically at March and saying, we have to get to March, overlooking everything else. He kind of pushed aside the bubble talk, thinking it's irrelevant. And I think that that's the right mindset. You have to see that while that's the end goal, you've got to be able to get to the end goal, which is these next few games. Yeah, and each of the – do you have to, like, evacuate or <laughs> do the alarms going off? Uh, oh, no, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. All right. So, you, you know, the, the toughness that this team showed early 
early in the season was again a last night in what they did in state college. So this really good in tough moment through the first half of the season, right? Two games into the Big Ten. Then the Tyler Wall Klesman injury kind of derailed. And came back. You mentioned it earlier. Did he look the best he's looked this season last night since the injury? Um, and tough moments, tough play. They got it done last night. They're going to be, you know, know this. And I mentioned this earlier from their MO. That they're going to be in a bunch of those moments in games, right? So in the Big Ten, surprise if they're in that moment Saturday at Lincoln against Michigan at home against Rutgers. Otherwise, if they're in these moments in, in every game, they have to find a way to get through the moments like they did last. And it hung in the balance, right? I mean, shoot that either way at the end of regulation. Uh, ridiculous three after Wisconsin from Chucky. Um, and no offense by Klesmet either. I mean, he's your best defense. Uh, winning moments. Last night, they had the better end of it. No, I, I agree. And that's not something Wisconsin necessarily has had all the time this year. They've been known for it in the past, right? Those winning moments, the yeah. ability to close out big games. But in reality, you're always going to fall down to, uh, and regress to the mean when it comes to those big games. That's just how the toss-up games go. And that's kind of been the case for Wisconsin this year. Rather than really being dominant, they've maybe hovered around 500, which has changed the outlook of how their team has played this year. But one thing I did want to note from yesterday's game was this was the first time we really saw the big four play efficiently and play together well offensively. And Connor Asijan, Chucky Hepburn, Stephen Crowell, and Max Cla uh, sorry, Tyler Wall, both all, all, all four of them, well, Hepburn shot 6 of 16, but 5 of 9 from 3. But apart from that, all four of them shot really well uh, yesterday, and that was a key part to the offense. Still, Wisconsin did only score, uh, what was it, 60, uh, 60, well, they scored 68 points going into overtime, which yeah. is one of the more uh, significant amounts that they've scored in a regular, uh, in the first four quarters of a game this year. And it's like, you see what could happen if Wisconsin plays like that for uh, the majority of their games, if they can really get their offense clicking. It's it's something that uh, Greg Gard and the players have preached, really. It's like, can they can they really get to that offensive momentum? Because the Badgers know they're not a good offensive team. Gard knows it himself. They're not, they, they just don't necessarily have the requisite talent beat on the starting level and the bench level combined to potentially uh, compete offensively as well as some other teams, which is why they have to be perfect on defense. But yesterday, the part that intrigued me was they weren't perfect on defense in the second half. They gave up seven, or I think it was 62% of opponent shots in the second half, and yet they hung on and they ended up winning. What do you think about that, the way the offense played and the way that they overcame the defensive struggles that they had yesterday? Well, I mean, I think of like a siege and Rowell, they combined to make 17 out of 24 shots, right? The 24 shots, those three, and make 17 of them. This is a shot, a season was six and nine, 10. Now, if I take that, I win a lot of times. Your, your bigs are making all their shots. They didn't shoot well from the free throw line, but don't expect them to far. Uh, the, the question mark and are vulnerable is Connor Asijan is not a yet. I think you work 
works hard on the defense. He's not a good defender. And right. Penn State, they were isolating him. They were just trying to get in. It was Lundy or whoever it was, pick them isolated on a siege him because if they got him on a siege him, they're going to score. So, you know, it's Greg's, Greg Gardner's to try and figure out how he can help because Connor is going to be who he is defensively. He, it, the offseason is where he'll be a defender by getting stronger and being able to contact. He was so good defensively, you can't take him off the court. But I believe there are some issues there. Uh, this team was super with the ball last night on the offensive end. They needed every last one of them just to play into overtime and then win it. In, you know, I love their toughness. And yeah. defenders in Klesman and Wall, and the, the problem with the latter of those two in foul trouble, Carter Gilmore is the only defender of the bigs that you can bring in and done. So when this team is in trouble, when Tyler Wall isn't on the court, because of, uh, that becomes an issue. Last night, right? I mean, he played, I'm not wrong, didn't he take five shots again in the loss? Yeah, five so shots only. Ball takes ten shots. He doubles it, but he's all active on the glass. He gets six six rebounds and eight, eight assists. That that's the Tyler Wall that would maybe be first team All Big Ten. I don't think he's gonna. But if he plays like that down the stretch, then Wisconsin's win all their games. Purdue maybe they got a chance to win all their games going. I see your point, and I definitely do agree. It's really up to that. How? What's the standard that Wall plays at? And the question has obviously been, has Wall been at 100%? Earlier in the recovery period, I had asked Wall, were you at 100%? He said, if I'm playing, I'm playing him at 100%. But he was a little more transparent last week when we had talked to him, and he had said, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. The first few games were tough. We are slowly building it back up, and I'm getting yeah. there essentially telling us well there has been a period where you know you do have to overcome some of the injury woos which really any player suffering an ankle sprain or any injury of that sort is going to have to overcome and the good thing is we finally got some proof in a way that wall is moving laterally the same way he's that explosiveness is somewhat still there he played 42 minutes as well a significant amount of time that he played all of those factors combined, seeing what Wall is saying about his own timeline, it's sort of coming back together for him right now. And that's a big thing for Wisconsin. And the other thing that I want to say, Greg Gard last week, he talked about, he, he singled him, or he pointed at Tyler Wall after that Northwestern loss. He pointed at Hepburn's late game mistakes, but he also pointed at Tyler Wall and said, he's got to find a way to get the ball more. Yeah. He's got to command it more. He's got to take more shots. And He's got to be getting rebounds or figuring out a way. He figured out a way in this game. 12 points, but 12 points is, doesn't tell the whole story. The eight assists means eight more buckets that he was creating for his teammates, and he was active on the glass. So it's really what uh, the response you wanted to see from Tyler Wall. Good to see his body language wasn't necessarily uh, sulky or, or anything that you don't like that you don't want to see on the court itself. Yeah, they, they played Essentially, guys, last night, Carlton, uh, uh, McGee, six minutes, five minutes. But they're essentially playing. And, and I'll go back to the, one of the previous points. If Wall and Cry 
Powell can stay out. And the reason that, that Gilmore played as much as four minutes is the crowd had some foul issues. If they can stay out of foul trouble, play aggressively like they did last night, they'll be fine. But you cannot account like the early whistle issues in the second half where the referees really got a little bit more, more involved. That's going to put Wisconsin in a bind. Just is no frontline depth. But this comes back to health and aggressiveness. Wall right now has more of both. And a big, big sign. And then let's we can't what Connor Siegen did offensively. Because even though I was just talking about his defensive, Siegen goes six for nine, four from three-point range. Those four, none of them were easy. You know, he, he made some huge and then Chucky's yeah. late three in regulation a lot, lot to there's a lot to like it's really the team that we saw that was ranked country earlier when they were three and all in the before Tyler Wall got hurt this that was the, that team that team can play anybody they can also and lose to anybody but I like what we saw last night maybe we get more of that in games. I, I do agree. And I, it really, I think that upcoming, how do they sustain momentum? Which is why, like you pointed out earlier, this Nebraska game is going to be intriguing to see. It's a team that they likely, it's a toss-up, but they should be able to beat. It's not a team that really uh, is stronger than them necessarily uh, when Wisconsin plays the way that they do. But they haven't ever, or they haven't been able to sustain consistency since they've gone eleven and two earlier in the year. And so, yeah. can they do that? That's a question that we'll see on, uh, I think, Saturday when the two teams play. Yeah, three o'clock on Saturday earlier. This game in Lincoln, and then three straight Michigan Rutgers in Iowa, and then you go to this is this is your opportunity. You, you now you've done yourself climbed up a run on that ladder trying to get out of the hug and let's see what they can do at Lincoln and if they then shoot it becomes a really, really positive spin and they'll be playing with momentum home against Michigan remember the last time Michigan Center how much fun that was uh so that one with Juwan Howard on on that side see how the postgame handshake works and then really good Rutgers team and an Iowa team that you're but without one of their best players into Madison and that three-game homestand, if you can, that three-game homestand puts you in a position to do a lot of work, a lot of work. The selection committee from the net rankings, view from the outside looking in, but you know, just internally, that, that locker, they can find some success here in Lincoln and, and home. They're going to be playing with a lot of confidence for who they were when they were in the top country in 11 and 2 on the schedule. Not only that, that three-game homestand, when you talk about this four-game stretch overall, in the Big Ten tournament and really in Big Ten seeding, it plays a huge role because yeah. the Big Ten teams have been entrenched together really this year despite the wavering records. Wisconsin's still only a game and a half away, uh, away from Northwestern, who's the number five seed right now in the Big Ten tournament. And that also goes a long way in talking about the selection committee and March Madness as well. There's so much jumbled right now in the middle. Uh, everybody's seven and five. Uh, Wisconsin seven. But that group right in front of them, seven, you, 
you go ahead and win and you get some teams that are seven and then you get to seven and seven uh, if if they go on a little run here they could win three of the next four they're gonna move up to top, top six in the league in 10th where they certainly occupy where they currently right and i, I do want to point out a, a, a solid part of that which could be a game factor decision in all of those four games, given how Wisconsin plays close games. Late game decisions. Last game against Northwestern, we saw Chucky Hepburn take the last four shots for the team, sunk one of them, three other shots he missed. Wisconsin, who had uh, kind of a grasp on that game, ends up losing that game by two. What were your thoughts on the four shots that he took and on his comments kind of afterwards if you saw him? So, or, um, it, so it, we can include last nation late game stuff as well well uh the one one of the issues with chucky is he's got great lateral quickness and defenders off the dribble the problem and i think he'd probably admit it he's explosive when he gets into like he cannot he's not going to go of the defender once he gets in in when he beats his defender off the dribble he gets blocked I know Greg would have against Northwestern that he plays through and through contact and doesn't. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. move away from contact to clear the shot. He could have had a foul called on the first drive to the rim game against Northwestern. The second one that thinks he was fouled on, I don't know where the foul is unless it's real. Um, last night, both the game regulation shots are oriented. The first three, a really talented step back. He puts Wisconsin up before Lundy hits the three. To the second three is a lane. Like, if you can beat that defender off the dribble and bring help, can you can you find the open receiver? Can you then drop a little dime to those got a, a mid range? How how does that out? I thought the first look, part anecdotal, right? The first look because it goes in seems. Second look because it doesn't go in. Complain about it. Uh, he's their leader and facilitator. After that hasn't happened in those moments. He hesitated as he beats a defender, created, and he's the one taking the shot. Done the same thing a year ago. That guy was Johnny, Day, and and Johnny made his hay by being. And, and then later they did something, and I, I'd love to see 
in that end of game tonight when it's tied in regulation. I was seeing Chucky make a move to the paint and then drop a pass. That's 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 uh, I think the um, remember he is a true. Every one of these every end of game experiences will pay dividends when he is a junior and a senior. And right now, there's still some growth. He last year. The ball was in Johnny's hand of games last year, or at times in Brandon's. Chucky had a couple of end moments, but now he's getting them all because he can create. And with that, that goes the accolades. With that goes the blame. And it's fine. Yeah, I mean, when we talk about it, it's definitely an area of growth. And last week uh, against Northwestern, we saw Greg Gard talk about it. And Greg Gard mentioned how he prefers if Chucky Hepburn was a little more aggressive, looks for yeah. contact in those drives because um, not only of how because of how whistle-happy sometimes the officials have been, but also because it puts yourself in a position to potentially win, where you're kicking out or where you're going up and you're getting that contact because of Chucky Hepburn's ability to like that first step of Hepburn's, it's one of the better first steps. And un like, unfortunately at times he does struggle at the rim, which might play into his late game decisions. Because when you look at the splits, his two point percentage is definitely much lower than his three point percentage this season, not the norm. And so maybe that goes into him trusting his three pointer a lot more when he takes these tougher shots. But the whole point is to try and look for those easier shots, both shots in terms of selection, can be questionable. Obviously, the one that goes in when you—it's a fantastic shot because it goes in. The other one that doesn't go in, well, if it goes in, no one's complaining. If it go, if, but if it if it doesn't go in, then you you start to question the shot selection behind it. And I, I do think that he'll learn. But I also think the that what guards trying to preach is that when you're trying to take those shots, it's not only you're taking the shots. It's that when you run that type of offense, you're trying to drive in because it provides so many more aspects than if you're stepping back, whereas you're essentially going to have to take that shot no matter the difficulty. And I also think he's going to add game as he gets older. Like I said, true sophomore. Add that little floater, that teardrop just inside him when he gets the, the defender on his back and they, they've kind of switched and they're not there. He's going to take that shot compared to the NBA, but Drew Holiday can do that. There's a lot of upper echelon college NBA players that when you get inside them, that they're just as good at taking that footer as they are getting to the rim. Chucky, there's a lot of elements to his game that are going to continue to grow. I, I love who he is. I mean, I think he's doing all, all the, the right things. Uh, he's a quarterback, so he's going to tame that I think is a little extra because he's he's driving he, he's at the wheel so i think he's going to be I, I think he is already fantastic he's going to be, he's going to be great when it's all said and done yeah i, I think so and we'll we'll see because hepburn's going to get the chances to grow and it's clear that despite some of the late game struggles it's the, the best part is that his coach has the trust in him and his teammates have the trust in him. You saw at the end of games, uh, at the end of yesterday's game, that players were passing the ball to Chucky Hepburn, understanding he's got the chance to make the late game decision. And I think that that's important. But the last part of late game uh, talk that I want to talk to you about is get your thoughts on Greg Gard's coaching at the end of games. He called two timeouts towards the end of games. Both shots ended up being 
three-pointers, one an immediate Tyler Wall three, and the other was the Chucky Hepburn isolation three. What do you think about the play calling? Do you think that the execution's the issue, or do you have an issue with how Greg Gard necessarily calls at the end of games? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it gets a little iffy. Um, I'm sitting in a comfy chair. I'd be sitting in the comfy chair to myself into Greg's role or a coach. They live and work for these scenarios. Let me go back to the two end of game scenarios. The inbound off the timeout to Tyler Wall. I don't think it's designed for Tyler to be a point shooter there. I think when he saw that nobody was guarding him, shoot the three. I think that's ingrained is that they want overs, all five, to bet wide open three if it's given to you. I, last night, that might, might have been a misfiler because he's not much of a three-point shooter. Differently if it goes in, but I don't think but I don't think that was the design for be off of like an elevator screen to the top of the key and bury a three. I, I could be wrong, but I don't think that was the design. The other one, I'm sure that there are other part of the isolation Chucky on the step back three options, right? It's it's like like a, a for a quarterback. If they do this, you do if the defensive end crashes, you you whatever that is, Chucky saw it isolation and felt confident to step and I give Greg some credit on this front. On Sunday, they didn't have a timeout, right? Uh, against the end of that game, there was no timeout. You, you have to. And if you're just going to go, you're going to try your best creator, facilitator, move maker, and that's Chucky, to go do his thing. Right? Again, this is what I like about Graf, is that although they have options, Chucky, they trust him. He's the guy last year, the guy that they put the ball in the hands and trusted is Johnny Davis. He's a lottery pick. I, I, I love that they do it. I, people are, are going to say all the time. They, they second guess ever. They're going to second guess forever. Anecdotally, if the shot goes in, and if it doesn't go in, well, why didn't they get the ball into the paint? Last night, both late game, you talk about there's a third. So it's on the miss out, out of a timeout. But again, I don't, I don't think that's typically the end design. Uh, the option, and then after the Lundy, no timeouts, Chucky is he's, he's making the call that's going forward. I, I have no problem with those scenarios. You'd like to see him play out a little bit different, uh, but I don't think that's a that's a bad coach. By the way, you know, yeah. for those who want to be critical, on, on Sunday, it is uh, and Bowie who are isolated game without running specific sure that they are but it's it's flow and then last night lundy hits the three um for penn state and that's you isolate with your best players that is how the game is played now if they mount side ball uh sideline where you can run a set like they did with tyler wall i would have been curious to see how that, that play would play itself out because i like I said, I don't think for Tyler Wall to be the catch-and-shoot three-pointer. 
And I think that those are good points, right? You've got to trust your players to make decisions yeah. when the game's on the line. The game at the end of the day comes down to how do the players play, how do the players execute, and all Greg Gard can do is kind of put the ball into his players' hands, see the decisions that they make, and learn from the decisions that they make. Now, right. is he is he above criticism? No, not necessarily, yeah. but I think that some of the talk is certainly overblown when you're trying to look for a way to just pinpoint the blame on Greg Gard. And that's why I've liked, like, while he necessarily hasn't had the answers to all the questions that we've asked, I've liked the calm and composure sense that Greg Gard has exhibited himself with all season, despite the change in the season compared to last year. Yeah. The, the, the wreck, and when you're in a bad streak, it's going to come down. I do think, and one of the things I've talked about talk show throughout the last couple of weeks is that there is not enough talent in the day. Some of that has to do with a personal departure in Lauren Bowman, the transfer portal departure in Ben. There is uh, Jacoby name because of injury, uh, who was a contributor, only was going to be a contributor now. There's Johnny Davis leaving early for, for the NBA. That's There's four guys who would be contributing on the court. Matthew Morris would be a fifth. These are gone and are, are gone. Personal reason, enough transfer, transfer. So we think of that. I still think them uh, lacks a, another layer of talent, depth of talent. And this offseason is going to be critical there. The is in and done. And it, it should be a good recruiting club. But they're going to have to hit the transfer portal up player or two and they have to be successful in the portal this coming up than they were a year ago and that do a totally different discussion we're going to be given the resource in the transfer to compete and i know you got luke fickle and badger football here in a moment and they're yeah. in line the difference and the rub in all of this is that luke fickle and phil longo and my staff They've been given a resource in the transfer portal that I basketball has had, and I'm really curious coming off season and in the transfer portal, coaching staff be given the wherewithal Pete in the transfer portal. That has to do with both, you know, enticing to come here and then enticing wants to come here with what athletics is now. That is how can, and if they will pay for portal, they can compete. If they won't, it's the way it works. And I think that's a really intriguing point and really leading to my next question because I was going to ask about Luke Fickle and how really Luke Fickle has changed the landscape of Wisconsin sports because it's been an influx, right? Not only of new faces, but new talent, this different resource you talk about, NIL money, that's been attributed to the amount of players that's coming in. And it seems like a willingness for change. How do you yeah. think that's kind of changed the landscape of Wisconsin sports? So I would argue that it was set up um, that they were going to make these changes. Macintosh and his core group at the top of the apartment looked at what Wisconsin was doing at numbers of people that were attending house attendance, but the scan tickets going into this, it wasn't a great home schedule regardless, but a couple of those games in the 
55 to 58,000 range scan tickets. This program will not compete with else in the Big Ten if they don't have you excited. I think two things happen. One, they decided to change and went outside. In going outside, I believe that they set it up in enticing Luke Fickle company to come here. And Luke Fickle wouldn't have come if they didn't have a plan of attack to compete. An actual plan. That, 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 Phil Longo is one thing. And coming here is a big deal because it changes mentally. It allows the offense to spread and butter the running game behind a great offensive stays. But, but it's different because now they're running into seven and eight-man boxes because the deep, we don't believe you can beat us in the air, take away what you do and make you fight us one hand. Phil Longo can change that because of hesitation in the throw game. But I believe that is the involved in it, but the financial plan, we don't know, right? So we're, we're talking about, about on writing about, about elements, and none of them are public. How much Luke Fickle makes. We know Phil Longo. We know what they're paying Mike Tressel. What we don't know is you're giving to Nick Ever and Tanner Mordecai. We don't not public. We don't know it. We know others that there's been a lot of money. At. I don't know if there's a lot, a lot of money here. It's a very subjective question. But Rashida was at Florida for $13 million. Halted on that. Now he's at Arizona State. Nothing. Right. All of that comes into Wisconsin and what they fickle and the coaching staff. It begins Macintosh, the alumni base, and those to write some checks to play the game. And I say this without, without knowing, but I think that's the great difference now in the transfer portal and recruiting is that Wisconsin now has the compete on the financial leveled playing surface with the teams that they're that otherwise they couldn't get it done i agree uh, i think that that's been the big change the willingness to yeah. do something different because over the past seasons the reason everyone will point to christ everyone will point to the lack of recruiting but recruiting in now in today's world is changing yeah. it's coming with this sense of nil money and when you when you sense the change uh, to Luke Fickle, you had to understand that's going to come with certain parts. Not only was Fickle going to be paid a contract upwards of seven and a half million a year, but you were also going to pay his staff, and you were going to pay for the players that were going to come over. And now you see this influx. And do you think that this influx of talent and the way that the football program has gone has changed the outlook of people's thoughts on Greg Gard, the guy Without who's been the status quo? Yeah, without question, uh, it changed the view. Look at the the football program. We need to do something. The ball can do the same thing. Listen, ball is the the engine that drives the athletic budget. It is the engine. It is the it is one. It is one a. It is two a. Football is is the steer. Basketball is a smart market for. An athlete at a Big Ten institution. And the first thing they have to do is they football. Now, if you want to 
to make the change. I think basketball is is, is that seat getting warm? Are they going to do something? No, they're not going to do something now. Although I was fooled as well with football. I didn't think they were going to do it. Um, basketball going to not be put on notice. I think they all recognize that that all has to change. I don't believe it's a style issue. I don't believe it's a coaching issue. At, at its core, it's really a recruiting issue. Resources in recruiting. It is this player who is getting offered at that other school is saying, hey, hey, and we can get you this every month. This is monthly payment to come here. This is what has Wisconsin closed waters yet? They are right now at a ball. Will they get a budget to play in basketball? And that's what I was talking about a few minutes ago. Transfer portal. And then this is the ultimate right to everybody. Luke Fickle hasn't coached Johnson. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be successful. I think it's going to be a very good rolling forward. But, hey, I mean, Hold your horses on where we're going here. It looks really good. The recruiting and the transfer portal is fantastic. But they won't play again Buffalo in September. And they're going to go to Washington State. And then the good home Big Ten schedule next year. The Buckeyes of Ohio State. And a year later, that includes Alabama. So let's let some of that play. Out. I'm excited, excited about what they can do. And from a basketball staff, football is going to impact them yet because we're talking about totally gapes and commitments right now by the university. That's some really cool insight from you. Obviously, you talk about the different landscapes, and you're right. I think people need to understand that while there's this huge excitement about football, that's also the driving factor in an athletic department. That's the football is the bread and butter of college sports. That's where the athletic department is going to get the significant amount of its revenue. That's really the number one thing. Basketball is there, but it's a, it's a slight number two, obviously, to the predominant number one of football. And it, that, that's why I'm intrigued to see, does Wisconsin make a change because of understanding how how difficult it was this year when they were the ones that were losing to the transfer portal. They lost to the transfer portal. They did gain Max Klesman and Kamari McGee, but they really lost the depth that they, they, that they required from the transfer portal, and that was a huge part of it. Do they make a change? And if so, I think we start to see a little more promising returns next year from the basketball program. Yeah, and I think those changes won't personnel I think those changes will be commitment to the basketball program to, to compete uh, in the transfer portal I, I like I said earlier it's a very very important option the transfer portal for this team to bring uh, players Max Klesman has been he's a he's a great he's the best defender he's a great role player his toughness is on they need a player above that or two of them uh, to make this team, the recruits that come in, and the growth of Connor and and Chucky Hepburn, this team even better next year. I, I don't think we're even that to a time of change. I just think it comes from a commitment, and let's see, he's willing to do there. 
I agree. And I like that you point out Max Klesman because in the midst of all this transfer portal talk, it feels like at times he's been overlooked because of the unfortunate yeah. reality that Wisconsin lost some players. Max Klesman has been a phenomenal ad. And if he was playing as a role player, which is the role that he's playing, is he if he was viewed as a role player rather than this huge gap from the transfer portal that people are expecting given the loss, I think – it would be a lot more positive because he really has been a very good player for Wisconsin. Reminds me, if you go back from body type, but he plays, he's a glue guy, and it's like Josh Gosser was. If there's a loose ball, it, it appears, I mean, Klesman's going to get it. If guard their best player, and their best players have, then Klesman is going to be the guy that is assigned to, to be the stopper. That guy, and that's what Gosser was, was different guys, different body types. But from a blue guy standpoint, a toughness standpoint, it's a guy you need on your roster to win and use for portal, and that's fantastic. I agree. And, Mike, I think this is a good place to conclude today's show. I really appreciate your time. It's been a great 45 minutes getting to pick your brain on both basketball and Wisconsin football. Any last comments before we head on out? No. Oh, Rohan, I, I asked me to do it. Um, I, I, if I can mind, a, a little plug for, for when I'm sitting as a silent auction items for We Heart Night that raises money for UW Cardi. I'm at a, a wine bar that I own and my wife and I. Uh, and so our Twitter or our social media like wine bar, we have a silent auction raising money UW Cardiology, including the Jerry Kelly best signed Luke Fickle helmet. And a Joe Thomas that's signed with all, all his attributes to a bunch of great items um, on there. Uh, 32auctions.com slash red and white. But just look red on social media. And I, I, I didn't ask you, but I appreciate the opportunity to, to plug a little fun WU cardiology. Yeah, no, of course. And uh, after the show, text me the details and I'll put it out in the article that I do for our podcast. Mike, though, once again, really appreciate your time. And everybody that's a listener, thank you for tuning on to the show. We'll be back very soon with some Wisconsin content.